Blog Talk Radio. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go! your car, you at the house, on your job, be encouraged, boo, come on! Sitting in our office, 
Yes, we both applied, almost in unison. When he realized we were Christians, he turned the conversation to another dimension. We talked about the Lord and all that he had done in our lives. This place, he stated to us, referring to our business, might be on the outside portrayed as an aerobic studio, but really this is a ministry. We nodded, understanding the depth of what had already been revealed to us. He told us that starting tomorrow he was going to promote our studio free of charge on his radio station. We were surreal. Free advertisement? We listened daily, and true to his word, he mentioned our studio numerous times. One day, a couple, Tony and Carol, came to our studio late in the evening. They had listened to his show and had heard his accolades about our studio. They seemed apprehensive in their speech. It seemed as they wanted to talk to both Teresa and I in private. We brought them into our office. Um, I had a desk there, and so did Teresa. And we showed their two kids the nursery, and they took off aiming their attention to the toys on the floor. Once seated, Tony and Carol told us their story. They had called the radio station to talk about their financial situation. When told that they lived in Woodbridge, he said to stop by and see us. We both looked at each other. These people were sent here to be ministered to. Teresa and I prayed over them, believing God would give them the finances they needed. We then gave them some money and told them to keep in contact with us. Later that month, I was preparing to leave the studio on a way to speak at a conference at a community college. The workshop was called Marketing Your Business. I was on my way out the door of the studio when Tammy, the receptionist, said I had a phone call. Hello, this is Kathy, I said. It was Tony. His voice sounded different. He didn't sound right. Tony, I'm getting ready to go to a speaking engagement. Can I call you back? He needed to talk to me then. I didn't have time. Maybe I can come over afterwards or for sure tomorrow, I said. Okay. Tony resigned. While driving, I kept thinking about Tony. wonder what his problem is. Why is he calling me? I couldn't get away from the feeling that I needed to go by and see him. The thoughts kept coming. I turned the car around and decided I would just stop by their house briefly to let him know that I would definitely come by later when I had more time to talk. I rang the doorbell. One of the daughters answered the door. She had a head full of black curls. Is your father at home, I asked? Yep, he's on the couch. You can come in. She said, I walked in. When I saw Tony, instinctively I sensed what was wrong with him. Hello, Tony, where's Carol? I inquired. Upstairs resting, he said. What's wrong, Tony? I knew, but I still had to ask. He released all that was balled up inside him. It was as if he was waiting for me to tell me that it didn't make sense. He told me about how he down he was, and before he could say another word, I knew that I knew that I knew that he was suffering from depression and suicidal thoughts. I knew that I needed to share with him my story. I told him how God had put a burden on my heart to stop by before I went to speak, and I couldn't go until I stopped there. God knew that He needed to hear how I had, too had suffered from depression and how He delivered me. He loves you, Tony, I said. Tony looked at me with tears in his eyes. 
I want to pray with you. Is that all right? I asked. He nodded his head in agreement. I prayed with him and had him promise me that he, Carol, and the kids would come to church with me the following day. He said he would and gave me his word. The next day, I took him and his whole family to church. During the service that day, they all came forward to the altar and gave their lives to Jesus. Next chapter, Reconcile. Be reconciled to her husband, and if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. 1 Corinthians 7, 10 through 13. One day while working at the studio, I got this strong impression. Go back to your husband. I just shook it off, but again the thought came, go back to your husband. No, I don't want to go back to him. I resisted. It had been over a year, and I had a boyfriend, Ted. I was in love with him. It had taken a long time to trust someone again. We had been together for about six months, and although at times we went through difficulties, I was happy with him. I was attending church regularly. I realized from my pastor that what I was doing was called adultery. I thought that being separated excluded me from that, even though I thought being separated was the same thing as being divorced. I came to understand that God didn't view it that way. All of my friends didn't think there was anything wrong with having sexual relationships outside of marriage as long as you were no longer with your husband. Now I was learning that God didn't view it that way at all. No, I said to myself, I want to stay with my boyfriend. I have spent 10 years in a marriage that I felt I've given everything to, and now I no longer wanted it. Hadn't I been through enough, I thought to myself? Hadn't I gone through enough suffering? Was I not entitled to be happy? Yet deep inside I knew what I had to do. It was hard. I knew what I had to do even though I didn't want to. Please, God, help me, I cried. If you don't want me to be with Ted, then remove him. To be honest, I was hoping that God would see that Ted was the man I was to be with after all. He had talked about us marrying. We really loved each other. Our studio opened, and Teresa and I hosted a celebratory dinner that night with her husband and Ted. Ted excused himself after dessert. I'll see you later, he said to me, kissing me on the cheek. I continued to enjoy celebrating our grand opening. Later, I went home and went to bed. I was exhausted. I woke up around 3 in the morning and realized that Ted hadn't returned, nor had he called. I began to worry. I waited until 7 o'clock and called his house. His brother's girlfriend answered. After about a few minutes of conversing, she said, Kathy, I feel there is something you should know. Ted is seeing his old girlfriend again. I was in shock. I didn't see this coming. I confronted him, and after several attempts for confession, he did say he was seeing his old girlfriend, but that he still loved me. I broke up with him immediately. It took its toll on me, and it took me weeks to recover. Why did this happen, I thought. Then the realization came 
this was God's answer to my prayer. He didn't want me with him. The impression came again. Go back to your husband. I knew these weren't my thoughts. They were coming from God himself. Okay, I said. I knew that I had to pick up the phone and call Bill and ask him whether he wanted to get back together. But deep inside, I had hoped he would say no. I couldn't deny the fact that God took Ted out of my life. And now I couldn't deny that he was speaking to me. I reached my husband at work. I stumbled around with other questions before I came to the question I was afraid to ask. Do you want to get back together? I was hoping he would say no. Why are you asking me this? He asked. I got the impression you didn't want this marriage. I explained what was going on with me and how I felt that God was telling me to go back to him. I feel like God wants us to be together. That's all I can say, I said. He asked me, do you want to? I told him how I wanted to do what was right by God. I told him that this would be difficult because I had fallen out of love, and since it took me 10 years to fall out of love, he would have to give me some time to fall back in love with him. After a few minutes more of questioning, he agreed. I told him he could move in with me and the children. Putting the phone down, I placed my head in my hands. What have I done? I will continue reading from Be Made Whole in the next segment. And until then... Have a wonderful, blessed day. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go! (laughs) You in your car, you at the house, on your job, be encouraged, boo. Long way. That's why we love you. Come on. 